Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends. And they love sex and the city. And they couldn't help but wonder... Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Crunchies, so many dudes. Every single dude, all the dudes. And we couldn't help but wonder. With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't Help But Wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Hi. Hello. Oh my God. I have to say, we are joined today by a special guest named Rose's new haircut. Oh my God. Thank you. It is so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm staring right at a hot bob. Thanks. Um, or a lob? No, it's a full bob, I would say. It's shorter than a lob. Yeah. Lob is like to the shoulders. Yeah, I okay. basically, to the listeners, since it's a oral medium and not yes. a visual, sure. Um, I just wanted to get a little change in my life, and there's nothing like a sick-ass chop. It is such a sick chop, Thanks. and it really adds body. Your hair looks very, like, full. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. I gotta go to this girl. She's amazing. A hundred bucks. Okay. Oh, my bucks God. Cut, hundred bucks, die. Perry McGrath Salon. Whoop, oh. whoop. How did you find them? I think I just asked people on Facebook like where they get their hair done. Oh my god! They just two hundred bucks for a full the masses. Yeah, that's that's for a full workup. Yeah, no, for no, a no, full no. tune up. Exactly. Yeah. No, Gal, and the color looks great. Thank you. You're just killing it. How? Who are you this week? Who am I? Um, I today specifically, I felt I had a little bit of a Charlotte sort of. You know, she's always sort of like rattled by everything around her. Just kind of like oh, like very startled and. You actually called me today when I was at I was at Air One, which um, for those listeners who do not live in Los Angeles, which is probably a lot of you, um, we have this grocery store here. It's it's a pretty small chain called Air One, and it's Whole Foods on speed. It's the crunchiest, most bougie, natural grocery store, and they have a really bustling hot food bar there at lunchtime you literally have to take a number it's like a deli counter in new york it's crazy a lot of yelling a lot of pushing people have to get their turmeric cauliflower and yeah and um when i was there today i just yeah i was kind of like waiting in the frenzy for my food and there was a man who i guess got kicked out uh for stealing but he wasn't kicked out. They were waiting for the cops to come, like, properly kick him out. So they were just holding him in the middle of the store. So Who was holding him? Like, they had security guards. Like, mm. One security was just kind of keeping him. And he was like, this is, he was, like, flipping out. He was like, this is, whatever, discrimination wow. and all. I mean, oh it was, like, God. a major scene. He was like, you guys are going to feel like such fucking idiots when it turns out that I didn't steal anything. And he just kept screaming because I guess the security guard kept trying to, like, kind of close him off to the rest of the store which was impossible because he's in the middle of the store everyone could hear him but he kept trying to get close to him and then he's like arms distance keep an arms distance from me and like he see I, I'm smiling a little bit as I tell the story because he actually seemed very lucid he did not seem like in a so sort of drug fueled uh... haze so I kind of was like wait like are they accusing him of stealing I don't know I really don't know 
That sounds stressful. It was very stressful. And then you called and then I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Hold on. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. I was like trying to book it for the door because it was it was just a really crazy, crazy day at Erwan. And this is what happens when I take a day off work. This is why I need to go into an office because I apparently just stumble right into drama when I don't. It was definitely because you weren't at work. Yeah. This is your punishment for I not honestly, working. Honestly, I was like, is this my punishment that I went to like a grocery store for lunch <laughs> at 1130? I don't Damn, know. Damn, girl. It was intense. It's also like, I think when I lived in New York, I I was pretty desensitized to kind of like commotion because it's just constant when you live in New York, either when you're walking down the street or in a restaurant. Like if that happened in New York, you'd definitely be like, oh, okay, yeah, that person's really upset and making a scene. But it wouldn't like stop your day and in LA because you just like interact with people less sort of generally like you're just like oh wow who goes there like there's such a feeling of like oh that guy like screaming in the middle of a grocery store kind of like was the event of my day which I don't know what that says about me but I personally think I'm I'm very fearful and anxious around people that feel at all out of control. Yeah. And not to say that this guy, no, he, he might have been falsely he, accused or whatever. But it, but regardless, the situation was out of control, not, no matter what I, the circumstance was. I'm scared when people, when adults yell. That's what it was. I don't it like was any so of much that. yelling. Yeah, I don't think LA's made you soft. I think that's scary, period. It was scary, period. But I think I noticed it even more because like when you walk into Air One, it's so like kind of cool calm collected everyone's just like oh like looking at tomatoes and you know just I don't know just kind of taking in the day and like it was just the placement was all off I'm like this does not feel like Erwan behavior yeah Erwan is yeah Erwan is like a relaxed environment where I get to hurry somebody smell a patchouli candle exactly that's my point I just want to like look at lavender overpriced organic bath products and like call it a day yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> anyway, how are you? you Who are you? To, you don't go to Erwan for like the screaming strangers. That's my point. It was so, it was like, this does not belong here. One yeah. of these things is not like the other. I'm good. I think I'm a little Miranda this week because I was feeling a little, um, I think Miranda can be like a real sensitive Susie. Sure. And I think she often feels like left out of the friend group. Yeah. And very like, does anyone care about me? Yes. And I have a friend who I love very much, um, and we're very close, but somehow in the last, I don't know, four months, I feel less close to her, and I feel like she calls me less, and like, I don't know, uh, listeners, if you can relate to like feeling like you have a friend that you love but if you didn't call them and you didn't make a plan like would you even see them and that's like a bad feeling and it's also kind of this is not necessarily it but like she's a lesbian and she's made all these new like lesbian friends and they're like always hanging out and like part of me feels like oh am I like getting left out of her like life you know like she has this new friend group kind of right um and then I was having some I was going through some sensitive stuff this week and I told her about it and she didn't like check on me. Mm. And so sometimes I think it's important to be like, am I asking too much for my friends or is this a normal amount or whatever? And I just told her, I was like, my, I feel less close to you and I, I really would have liked you to check on me. Um, like I would check on you. What did she say? She's like, I'm sorry, it's been busy. And then she tried and... You know, hmm. I think everything's fine. She's been good. Since I said that, she's texted and called every day to check on me. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's just kind of funny when you're an adult and you have close friendships because it's like everybody works, everybody has their partner yeah. or whatever and whatever. But like, I think because I can tend to have these insanely close female friendships with, you know, I feel like my friends are my family and I see them often and da 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 So when I feel a little left out, especially like this particular friend of mine is so social and she's yes. always like doing things with people. And I'm like, am I on the outs? Am I not like, and I actually think she literally loves me very much. She just is so like stimulated, mm. you know? Yeah. It's fine. I, I think I just, um, I felt kind of like a Miranda, like, Hey, me over here. Right. Right. So that but, was it, but it worked talking yeah. to her about it worked. she's gonna she's gonna be my friend forever so you know yeah. just one of those things also listeners we got your many comments about the chips well, oh my god again. Thought, guys i thought maybe on some level it would bring an asmr style calm 
and no one seemed to respond to it I that way. I think it elicited a angry internet mob. <laughs> Did a lot of people respond? Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're like, love you guys. Please don't eat chips. Okay. <laughs> it was mostly Jamie, and I take full ownership of that, and I apologize, and I was so hungry, and... I still stand by. Maybe there's an ASMR uh, component to it that maybe you haven't tapped into yet. Guys, uh, probably for, not. Probably uh, not. We're going to start a Patreon where we both eat. Like yeah. we slurp. We're going to do we many. We're going to do many episodes where we uh, make noises with our mouth. Yeah. For the one mouth perv who like jerked off to that yeah. chips. There's more. There's more coming at you. Yeah, we're going to slurp ramen. What else could we do? It is going to be. It is going to be behind yeah. a paywall. It yeah. is going to be. And we're it's, chew yeah. gum. Yep. Yeah. What else could we um, eat? Um, I'm just thinking like what's like a loud crunchy food? foods. Like I'm yeah. thinking like you know those granola bars, those like uh, oats and honey, like the double yeah, toast. Yeah, toast. Burnt toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ice cream um, doesn't make any noise, does it? I'm trying to think like maybe a pho, like Spaghetti a slur- a slurpy pho. <laughs> Yeah. Slurpy pho sounds like a dirty little Yeah, well, again, behind the paywall. Okay. But um, in all sincerity, the chips were delicious, but I'm sorry that they caused anybody pain. <laughs> that was not my intention. Sorry, guys. Oh, man. All right. Well, guys, we have a fun episode for you today. We're talking season two, episode 14, The Fuck Buddy. The episode opens with Carrie hanging out with our old friend, Miranda's season one fling, Skipper. He's coming off a string of women telling him he's a nice guy who they just can't keep dating. Poor Skipper. Miranda, meanwhile, has started seeing Kevin, a lawyer slash monster who demeans her because she doesn't know how to catch a cab. She's into it, though, because this asshole in the streets knows what he's doing in the sheets. Thing is, when he tells me what to do in life, it drives me crazy. But when he tells me what to do during sex, it really drives me crazy. Uh, it's totally hot. That looks like a good spot. Everybody check for park poo. I mean, isn't that funny? That what I hate in life, I love in sex? So how about if you limit your contact with him to just sex? Oh, that's a nice, healthy relationship. The thing is, I'm not ready yet to throw in the towel. No, you're just ready to wrap it around his neck. (laughs) He's going through a very stressful time waiting to make partner at his firm. When that finally works out, I think maybe he'll lighten up a bit. Or maybe you should just face the fact that you're attracted to angry guys. Deviled eggs? Wait a second. Hold the eggs. What about Skipper? He never got angry. Yeah, and you dumped him. Fits a pattern. I don't have a pattern. In math, randomness is considered a pattern. Yes, and I'm what they call a prime number. She's got a very obvious pattern, you know. (laughs) I do? What? Tell me. You wait for a perfect guy to ask you on a perfect date. And when he does, you project this huge fantasy on him, setting up these enormous expectations. Which promptly blow up in your pretty little face. You put all your deviled eggs in one basket, so to speak. That's a horrible pattern. That was so harsh. (laughs) They're like, AKA, you're a freaking idiot. (laughs) You know what? This show can be so self-aware. It's like... It's like, oh, you don't know what your archetype is? You're a stuck-up da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how, like, kind of deliberate and literal the writing is. Like, you know that if Charlotte brings up deviled eggs, they're going to, like, call it back. Or, like, there's going to be a reason. Like, it's got it's got to be layered in there for a larger purpose. It can't just be that they're eating deviled eggs. It's like a runner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also kind of really like cute. how blunt they are because... Even though it's, it's refreshing, kind of, it's harsh to hear that. But if your friend really is doing that, someone's got to tell her. Yeah, I think in the mom- the moments of bluntness on the show, you're like, oh, they really do love each other. Like they really kind of like rib each other and like are pretty harsh at times. And it never sort of backfires. It's always like, oh, yeah, it's just how we talk to each other. You have a dating pattern. You dated a bunch of comedians. I mm, yeah, I dated a good amount. Did you date comedians ever? No. Oh, OK. I hooked up maybe once or twice. Yeah. I I felt like when I was trying to get respect that it would in that community. <laughs> I think when I was doing stand up I really wanted people to think I was funny and not that they wouldn't if I dated them, but it was more that it was so uh felt so stressful, not stressful just 
doing stand-up itself and going into a room and trying to make people laugh and trying to have your peers think you're funny is so intense that I didn't want to date people and then go to shows and open mics and oh, see yeah, them. It's and a then fucking feel, nightmare. Yeah, I just didn't want it to affect my comedy. So I was just like, this needs to be a space where I'm like just trying to be funny and not like, oh, that cute guy. I, I just Well, also there are plenty of non-eligible people. Well, not available. <laughs> I mean, I dated, I really only dated one and then I married one. Right. But like... I would I knew people who were pretty serial about it and I'm like that's a nightmare like I don't want to go to open mics with like my boyfriend that's my actual nightmare I think maybe once you know you're funny and you're feeling good but in the beginning when you're really just trying to get your feet a hundred percent you need space yeah, you, you just need, need to space, be able to like be unfunny. To grow. Yeah, yes, you don't want to bomb and then yes. be bombing in front of someone you're dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at least for me. Um, well, have you ever dated? So Kevin is a huge asshole in this episode. Have you ever dated an angry guy? No, because both my parents can have angry sides, and it really scared me growing mm. up. So it's kind of a no. I mean, I won't even date somebody who like if somebody ever yelled at me, I would like file for divorce i mean i'm very sensitive to that yeah i I find yelling terrifying and upsetting and i don't do it yeah do you have you ever dated an angry guy yeah i have i one of my rebounds i would say yeah this guy that i i was in a relationship for a, a while and then the guy that i rebounded with i actually didn't i knew him for a while and i never thought of him as an angry guy and then when we started dating i was like this guy is just like a fucking nightmare. Like he was just a real hothead and like I would have never known it in our friendship. And then when we started dating, there was one time where I canceled, we had like loose plans and I canceled them because I had a friend who was in town and I was like, I'd really like to see my friend. She's only in town for one night and he like lost his mind and he was like, where are you guys going? And I remember I was on the Lower East Side meeting up with her and I saw him like literally walking around, like trying to find me to like, I guess, like yell at me. That would terrify me. And I actually dipped into a store, like a health food store and went to the back and just stood in the back and I watched him like pacing, like walking. Jamie, that's scary. It was so scary. That's I mean, like I broke, I broke up with him. That's like abusive. Yeah, he he what he. That's yeah, emotionally. He was, if you're hiding he was emotionally from someone, abusive. That's yes. emotionally abusive. A hundred percent. It was like terrifying. Yes. I yes. think the reason that I've never dated an angry guy is I think um, I find an adult man yelling very scary. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have yelled before, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like if you grow up with something, you either do it or absolutely don't retreat from it. Totally. And I pretty much try really hard not to do it, but I also have a zero tolerance for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's terrible. Maybe zero tolerance isn't fair. It is interesting that Miranda's like, yeah, he's terrible to me, but then like it works in the bedroom. I'm like, I don't find that hot I don't personally find someone I mean whatever him like being like spread your legs like I kind of thought that was the dominance part was hot but the fact that it's just an extension of his shitty personality I think would kill the hotness of that domination for me it's really hard to say I mean the angry yes but I definitely have had experiences with people who I I've talked about this guy before. I think I went out with him a couple summers ago and he was like an unfunny comedian. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like a successful comedian, somebody who was like hitting the open mics. Yeah, yeah, sure. And like was like like aggressively unfunny. So I didn't really <laughs> like his personality, but we did have a good time in the bedroom. Uh-huh. So I have had good sexual chemistry with somebody who I disdain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is possible. <laughs> It is possible. Um, but his personality wasn't as offensive. Yeah, it wasn't like, well, this guy is like, you know, screaming and like literally just cutting Miranda down to a pulp. And like, then she's like, yeah, but it works in the bedroom. It wouldn't work for me. I'd be like, you have to calm down. Like in general, you just have to calm down. I also think a huge, not only would it scare me to have someone snap, but I would never date somebody who is rude to people, like rude to waiters. Exactly, That's really disgusting. I actually... That would be such a turnoff right away. Can you imagine? No, I can't. That's why I find this character to be a little... Like, especially for Miranda, I'm so surprised that someone who is pretty, like, self-assured and strong 
would tolerate this man for a second. Like I'm, I, I find this writing to be interesting and strange. It's like a person who yells at people, that's not, that's not good. And also being like, well, he like hasn't made partner. He'll calm down once he does. It's like he's not a baby. He doesn't get to have tantrums. Also, you can why only he yell a, why if is you're he like, a bitchy little toddler. Yeah, it's like if your child was kidnapped, exactly. you can yell. If you get to make one million dollars instead of two, it's not yeah. a yell. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So later that night at her place, Samantha overhears her horn dog neighbors having sex. When she can't drown them out, she gets into it because when life gives you loud neighbors, you masturbate to them, obviously. Carrie calls up James McFadden, a dude she used to see. The minute he shows up at her place, they get right down to doing it. Sex without a relationship carries into it until she tries to have a conversation with him. Turns out they never did the whole getting to know each other thing and they have zero to talk about. Carrie doesn't want to leave their relationship at sex alone and sets a proper date for the two of them. During yoga class, the core four unpack the pros and cons of making a fuck buddy into a love buddy. Carrie, you can't date your fuck buddy. Say it a little louder. I don't think the old lady in the last row heard you. You're going to take the only person in your life it's there purely for sex, no strings attached, and turn him into a human being? Why? Excuse me. Fuck buddy? What is a fuck buddy? Oh, Charlotte. Look at the times. A fuck buddy is a guy you probably dated once or twice and it didn't really go anywhere, but the sex is so great you sort of keep him on call. Ooh, he's like Daladick. You, you mean you just call this guy up when you're, you know, horny? Yeah. Yes. And he just comes right over. Well, he's not a slave, sweetheart. He does have a life. So you don't really have to know about it. And you're generally guaranteed delivery within Manhattan in six hours or less. And you guys all have one. Well, mine moved to Chicago, but now we have phone sex. What's he doing in Chicago? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, my God. What do you think about this, baby? Um, I'm just thinking, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a fuck buddy. I... Yeah, not not the way they describe it, at least. Have you? A dialectic, as, as Samantha calls it? I think I, I think I've only, I think I've had a, f- a couple. Yeah? Yeah. Where you really felt like you guys had a, a very clean no. rhythm of like, I can call this person and rely on them for sex, no strings? Yeah, but because I'm me, I tried to transition it into a real thing, Uh and it was, like, not supposed to be. Right, so that's what Carrie does. It's hard to imagine how those things go down. Yeah, this seems like fantasy to me. I I know it exists, and I think that people who can maintain this kind of relationship, I mean, really, like, cheers, congrats. How does this work? But I just don't see how it fully works in reality i don't see it i think unless it's sorry i was just thinking maybe the caveat is it's someone you've known a really long time you know who i almost like you guys have made a pact i listen to a lot of podcasts by gay like that are hosted by gay comedians i love um on this network i love lost culturistas and i love um uh inside the closet and something i hear from a lot of gay comedians is talking about like having sex with their friends and they're not dating and they're not in love with them, but yeah. they have sex. Yeah. Which is really fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. I guess that's different than a fuck buddy. I guess the thing that's complicated about a fuck buddy is um, if you start having really good, consistent sex with someone, unless it seems, how is it not going to how are you not going to try to make it evolve? Yeah, I think it's understandable why Carrie does yes. try to make it evolve. Yes. And it's so I also think that because mind and body are connected, eventually, even if you started being able to have sex with somebody that you don't really connect with or respect, I do think if you really try and have a conversation with someone and you really can't. I do think it would affect your sex life. I, I can't imagine how you could have great sex with somebody that you don't like at all yeah. or actually don't even feel comfortable talking to. Right. There seems like something like Yeah, it's a little there. off. It's a little off. It's it's a bit of a flawed premise. And yeah, listeners, we would love to. Yeah, uh, tell us what you think. Please let us know. Like, have you done it successfully? And by successfully, I mean, even if you pulled it off for a, a few month months. or two, yeah. like, 
good for you. I just don't. Because you know what? If sex wasn't mental, then you could have sex with anybody. Totally. And there's a reason that you have sex. What? Skylar, jump in. Oh, I truly have like no experience with this. Like I, I have never. Every everybody I've slept with, for the most part, outside of like early in college, like transitioned into like a serious yeah. relationship for the most part. Like I, I just don't have. But I know that those relationships exist too. They like, definitely I, do. It's I like just something don't I have heard an experience about a lot. Yeah, it. I just have no experience with it. Yeah, and like I, I remember in my twenties, and a lot of it was under the influence of this show. Um, I remember trying to get it off the ground like I remember actively being like yeah that seems like a thing that should happen <laughs> like sex with someone and it's you know and you don't have feelings for them but you keep them around and they can come over late at night no hard feelings when they have to leave in the morning and they don't call you like I remember trying to pursue these types of things same with a one night stand I remember in college actively being like I'm gonna have a one night stand and it's not gonna matter and then, like, of course it mattered. Like, even on a s sort of small level that I was able to get over quickly, it still stung a little bit when I was like, oh, that went nowhere. Like, <laughs> I just had that, like, knee-jerk reaction of, like, oh, well, you're doing a thing that you do with people you care about, but you're trying to make it really minimized and sort of trivial. And, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I also think if you think about Fuck Buddies, even in the context of this show, she tried to date that guy. Yeah. And then it didn't work. I think in real life, again, please correct us. Yes. I feel like I'm oh, 200 yes. years old saying this. But I think the way a lot of fuck buddy relationships start is either it's an ex you still have sex with or someone you used to date. It's not just a random person. Well, they do it's say somebody that. you have a relationship they with. They do say it was someone that you try. Their definition, it's someone that you tried to date. It didn't work out, but the sex was great. So you guys kind of kept it going. Yeah, I've never had it. Well, guys, I don't think I've share, ever had it. Share your stories on your DMs. I do believe they exist, guys. Tell us what's possible. I, Tell us what the key is. Yeah, just just show us the key to the castle. Also, obviously, we are very worldly and experienced sexers. I mean, we're yeah. What haven't we Pro done? Sexers. Everything. Oh my god, I've done it, missionary. That's it. I've done it, missionary. <laughs> I've done it, missionary. I've done it, side. I've done it, me Other on top. side. I've done all three positions. I've done it, me sleeping and asking him to hurry up. <laughs> All right, get us back in, friend. Hot from learning about these mythical fuck buddies. Oh, okay, also we need to talk about the fact that, come on, Charlotte didn't know what a fuck buddy was? Yeah, it's also like, it's context clues, babe. Like, what do you think it means? What other... What else could it mean? Fuck buddy. It's such an in-the-name thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, so, it's like it apple be picking. more clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not a coffee drinker. What what is that? So it's like you screw your friends over? <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's a fuck over buddy? That sounds pretty mean. Charlotte, get a brain, you hottie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Charlotte takes to asking Eric, a guy from the yoga class, out on a date. And the next time Carrie sees McFadden, he's completely caught off guard when she's dressed like she has a date. Only she does. With him! They planned it last time they slept together. Anyway, he might not be a great listener, but maybe he's a great guy to take to sushi. He isn't. McFadden makes a socky joke, and Ugh. he literally says socky to me. It's Awful. Makes my skin crawl. And he gifts Carrie some long-distance phone calls, which fully sounds like a scam. And it's a window into what this guy does for work, which doesn't sound all that impressive. Their date doesn't get much better from there, and Carrie figures she might as well shut him up by sleeping with him again. Okay, before we go on, because we don't talk about this, this date was so funny. Oh my god, it like, was amazing. trying to make something that clearly should not be. Like, there's that moment you're on a date with somebody that you realize you have nothing in common with. Yes. Having someone try and be funny and not think they're funny is devastating. It's, it's everything. It was the perfect way to illustrate that they're not meant for each other. It's like all he honestly, if this scene was just him saying Saki to me and then <laughs> in a hard cut to whatever's next, I'd be like, that's I get it. Wait, you guys, a friend of mine who's single and dating online matched with a guy who called himself a schmacter. Oh, please. Like for actor. I don't even yeah. know what the joke is. I've also. Yeah, I've heard that. And before. I was like, what does that mean? Schmacter. To me, it sounds like the kind of person that, that would be like fluent in sarcasm. Just somebody who thinks they're funny and not. Snacker. Snacker. Someone had that in there. Oh, is that I mean, like basically... a hot actor? Like they're a snack? Oh. Who's an actor? That's kind of intense to call yourself a snacker. Yeah. Self-appointed <laughs> snacker. Yikes. You might know me as an actor, but 
Let's be honest. I'm a snackter. Oh my god! But schmackter is just like a dorky. But the right. point is, it's, it's like, like it's saying, all like, you need it's to like know. Saying for realsies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, for realsies is so hilarious. Oh my god, that's so good. It's, or regardless, or like to- it's a totes my goats sort of. Ah! <laughs> it's a little adjacent. It's like having stoppers with no earrings on it because you're past that phase. It's like already, it's like already no. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is the socket to me. That's the kind of thing where if as somebody who's been on a million online dates, that's the kind of thing where you just go, oh, I'm sorry, I have to. Um, I left something in my car, and then you just, I mean, you just drive away. You drive away. Red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tells you everything. Tells you everything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So their date is terrible, but Carrie's like, you know what? I don't want to listen to him talk, but I do want to bang his brains out just one more time. So that happens. And Samantha keeps her masturbation situation going, this time with a little weed. When she starts to moan and really get into things, her sexy sex time neighbors knock on the wall. Samantha knocks back. Such a fun twist. Ooh la la. Apparently her paper-thin walls let sound travel both ways, which call your landlord, Sam. Miranda assembles Carrie, Samantha, and Charlotte to introduce them to Kevin, her agro attorney. That Saturday, Miranda planned for us all to meet her latest fling for brunch. Apparently, he had flung himself elsewhere. He should be here any minute, really. Hey, don't worry about it. If it's just us, it's fine. It's not like we've got anywhere else to go. I do. I have a date tonight. With whom? That yoga guy. I asked him out. Wow, I'm impressed. You know, once I broke the ice with him, it was just like riding a bike. I have so many dates this week that I just scheduled two in one night. You double booked? Well, I had to. This one guy was going out of town for three weeks, and the other guy didn't want to cancel. So how do you conceive pulling this one off? Early dinner with bachelor number one, late supper with bachelor number two. My god, you're turning into a man. Apparently. Charlotte had done more than break a pattern. She had actually changed genders. I just don't know how I'm ever going to eat two dinners in a row. And then, just like that, she was Mm. a woman again. Sorry, babe. The idiot who drove me here apparently passed his driving test in Bangladesh. I'm just happy to get off that fucking rickshaw in one piece. Kevin? This is Carrie, Samantha, and Charlotte. This is Kevin. It's nice to meet you. I I have to go make a quick phone call. Be right back. Waitress, draft beer here. He's cute. In a tightly wound sort of way. He's finding out on Tuesday whether he made partner. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he'll unwind some after that. Okay, for our listeners of color, for our Southeast Asian listeners, we do not co-sign that character. What I mean, also, it's pretty fucked up for him to be super racist and none of the girls even no. mention it or give a shit. No, it's not. It's also sadly not surprising with this show, considering how Guys. almost every person of color on this show is like an insane stereotype. Um, I mean, it's also yeah. yeah. It's anytime the show gets so much right, but anytime somebody is not pale as yep. the morning snow, they are yep. really off the mark. Yeah. He also really creeped me out. I and mean, this is such a small detail. I hate when he says, can I have a draft beer? There's something just like, I don't know why that bothered me. I don't, I was just like, Ugh, it's like specific, but not specific. And it just stressed me out. I don't know why. I was like, I don't like this guy. It made me hate him even more. I don't know why. I mean, Skylar is a straight white male and he's a very respectful, kind, feminist, considerate person. And we have some considerate straight white male listeners. I've seen you guys on Instagram commenting. Love your comments. But I am going to make a global statement against straight white males. Let's hear it. Which are, which is, there's like this certain level. I mean, I'm not the first person to say this of privilege that just makes people so blind to acceptable behavior. And this guy, as a straight white male who makes money and just ordering people around, yeah. that's not a caricature. There's a lot of people like that, oh, and yeah. it's really. Um, it's really disturbing. One thing I noticed when I was like 
online dating. I, I'm just bringing up straight white male privilege because I think that's who this guy is. Like being this rude and angry to people is something that you can only do as a straight white male, just screaming at everybody all the time and not like losing your job, being right. respected for that is like one thing that has always disturbed me. And even some of my straight white guy friends are like this. Like you'll be like, oh, what are your favorite books? Oh, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, blah, blah. What are your favorite bands? Pixies, Nirvana. What is your favorite? And they won't name a single right. woman or person of color. And it's like, are you really only interested in things? Movies, directors, Quentin Tarantino, this. Are you literally not interested in anything outside of your tiny? I find it such a turnoff. Yeah. I make fun of Lee sometimes about this because it's just like all the people he respects are just other straight white men. I'm like, that's a little embarrassing. Mm. Like, you need to get outside of just you. Mm -hmm. And I think that this guy's behavior is coming from a very privileged, spoiled place. Yeah. And I'm so shocked that none of the women are like, Miranda leave him they're like he seems cute you're like what i don't understand it's it kind is of pathetic sometimes the writing on this show is i mean it is what they keeps sell you the girls out a little well that a hundred percent and they also it's interesting that for a show that knows itself so well and everyone is so clearly defined there are these moments where it's just such a blatant blind spot and it's just shocking that all of them they all signed off on this guy. They're like, I don't know. It seems, uh, you know, he's he's fine in a tightly wound kind of way. It's like, no, he was just like racist and he's yelling and he's bossing around the waitress. Like all of it. You're just like not one person was like, hey, Miranda, it's because what's going on with you emotionally? This is an odd choice for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think you're bringing up a point that's making me realize how in some ways this show is very progressive. And then in other ways, it's very 1950s because the reason they don't say, why are you with him is because he's tall, he's white Rich. and he has money. Yeah. So they're like, he's exactly the kind of guy you should be with. That is what they care about much more than. Well, there's also this sort of loophole. And I've talked to my my husband is from Long Island and we talk about this a lot. There's a loophole when it's a white guy from New York and they have that New York energy and they're like, that's just where that's how we talk. It's disgusting. You're like. Okay, it's but it's rude and like not acceptable. The second you take it out of New York, no one will like you. Also, it's, within you New York, it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious in New York, and it's really, really bad when you leave. And we have this conversation all the time. And like, also, I, mean, I think it's an excuse to just be really rude and be like, it's because I'm from Long and Island. It's also Stop like, being rude. Well, it's like, yeah, and it's like, well, Long Island is a neighborhood. It's a tiny subsect of a much larger place like you can't be like oh well that's just how we are there it's like well i'm from texas there's also a lot of like abhorrent behavior that happens in texas that i don't co-sign that i just don't right. co-sign yeah of exactly have you ever been with somebody or dated somebody that embarrassed you in front of friends that had bad behavior oh. that you had to apologize for or that you felt bad about definitely i'm trying to think of like a specific Mm, one time no it's not really <laughs> I mean embarrassed me it would be more like they said something that I fe like they didn't do anything intentionally to embarrass me but they would say something that I was like that's not cool and was it because they weren't smart or not was it smart right yeah. the, the funny guy not, I, not, it, it's sort of like what Carrie went through where it's yeah. like it's just a little off and it's like it's just it's, like it's not one of us it's not yet yeah, not one of us yeah, yeah I, that unfunny guy that I slept with I yeah. remember I invited him to my I was really like should I should I not mm -hmm. but I invited him to like a beach birthday party I had a couple of years ago mm -hmm. while we were like dating slash sleeping together and he ended up coming and I was so nervous because he wasn't funny and all my friends are like funny and fabulous and I was just holding my breath the entire time like just because the people that you're with reflect you and you're like, oh, my God, I was. But it's a really bad. You can't be embarrassed of the person you're dating. Yeah. That's, <gasps> Wait. Oh, my God. You just reminded me that I did have a fuck buddy. Oh, my God. I did. I dated this guy. Yeah. But I didn't really know. I wasn't like, this is a cool situation. I definitely was like, what is this? Like when it was happening, I wasn't really empowered and like in control. I was just like. It's kind of amorphous. What was this? And what happened? It was this dude, really smart guy. He was like a he was a writer. He was a nonfiction writer, and I met him in New York. And smart dude went to Yale and um, was definitely older than me, probably by like ten years, maybe a little less. And uh, I was definitely like one of his 
girls. Girls. But I, he was the first person where I knew that and it didn't bother me. And would you just. Because he was so transparent about it. So did you meet him, have dinner and then go have sex or did you just come over and have sex? Oh, it was fully like come over and have sex or like go to a party. And sleep and over then... or not sleep over? Mm-hmm. I'd be devastated to not I mean, do a I think sleepover. there was a sleepover, yeah. And how many times? Like four or five times? Yeah. I would say like probably six times. And was it satisfying? Yeah, although uh, I don't know what it was about your story that reminded me when you said you had a birthday party. I invited this guy to my birthday party and I just did not like I just was not feeling it, was it like anymore. Wrong right? mix of just worlds. not into it anymore. I was like, I, whatever it is with this guy. No. And he was hanging around until like everybody left. And I remember being like, I got to get rid of him. Like, I don't want him staying over. And I just did not know how to be like, not tonight. Um, so I just kind of like let it play out. And then he ended up getting really mad at me. And he was like, 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 yeah, not mad, not like yelling at me, not volatile, but definitely like, oh, okay. Well, I thought like I was going to stay over and I was like, no, I don't think so. And he got like a little testy with me. Hmm. And I remember being like, yeah, this is done. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can remember. I think I fucked over my fuck buddy. I think I I was a fuck over buddy. Because you just got over it. Has got over it's it. because you tried to mix worlds and you tried to make it more than what it was. Yeah. You I mean, took I, it out of Pan- you opened Pandora's box. Nice. That's what I did. That's what I did. Um, this whole like, have you ever had dated somebody that really embarrassed you in front of your friends? I can remember when I first moved back to LA six years ago, I had a friend who was engaged to a guy and I was so happy for her because she had been single for so long. Mm. She was totally in love. And he was an alcoholic. Mm. And I didn't know that until I invited them out with a couple of other couples to have dinner. And he got so oh, drunk. That's the worst. And it was, it was a Korean restaurant, so maybe he was, like, being weird to the waiters. And he was being horrible. And, and it made me... It's terrible. It wasn't even my boyfriend, my fiancé. Yeah. But I was, like, introducing friends to people. Yeah. And I knew that the other couples were, like... I felt personally Uh, horrifying. Sure. And then we all, it was Korean barbecue, so we had a lot of um, leftovers. And we're like, oh, we're downtown. Uh, For those listening not in L.A., there's a ton of homeless people downtown L.A. Mm -hmm. So we're all like, oh, let's take all these leftovers and uh, save them to give to a homeless person because there's 100 homeless people right out the door. So we got so drunk, and then he and then we're holding the home, the food for the homeless people. And he goes, they can get it out of the trash. And he throws it, takes it out of my hand and throws it in oh the trash. Oh, my God. And we were all like. Monster man. Oh, no, he's a monster. And I stopped oh, he's being an friends monster. with them because I was like, I, I don't talk to them anymore. Because I was like, I. Are they still together? Yeah, I guess he got sober and they had a kid. Okay. But I couldn't be bothered. I was like, this is psychotic. Is there anything worse than not only someone being completely rip-roaring wasted when everybody else isn't, but also that person is a mean drunk? Like, mean drunk is the worst. Also, I really care about not bring toxic people into other people's lives so if i have a friend who's always going to be with a toxic person they have to go because i'm not gonna yeah you feel responsible it was this i felt so embarrassed because people were like rose are those your good friends i was like no oh that's so that's really rough yeah it's horrible that's amazing that your friend stuck with him i mean i guess he got i guess when he was sober he was like lovely and wonderful yeah but i dated an alcoholic before and it's really really the worst it's really the worst. I, yeah, I have a really, it's really close friend who really, really hard. Mm, I think had a drug problem for a while. One of my one of my closest male friends, and he just used to abuse everything. Just like if we were at a party, it would just be like doing too much cocaine, too too much drinking. And I took him to this party that was like a good networking opportunity for me. And like, I think there was like TV writers there, or whatever. And he got mm-hmm. so drunk, and it was embarrassing to me. And I was there to network. And after that party, we're still close friends. We've been friends for about nine years. But I almost, I was like, that can never happen again. I'm never inviting you to another party. You need to fucking get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty inexcusable. I know. So after enduring Miranda's aggro Kevin, Charlotte has a nice dinner with yoga class Eric. Things go so well that she loses track of time and almost misses her date with her second guy. Also, I love how she's like, how am I going to have two dinners? I was like, bitch, it sounds like a dream. I know. Um, she's a busy woman making moves, baby. She fakes a sore throat to ditch poor, adorable Eric and head to date number two. 
after Samantha's neighbor knocking, they slide a note under her door. She's invited to stop by for freaky three-way action anytime. Intrigued, she pops into the hall to get Jesus, a cleaning person's, read on the couple as she's never actually laid eyes on them. They usually communicate via moan. Good news, her neighbors are very bonable per Jesus. And Charlotte, also Jesus, another racist character of a Latino. Obviously, he's Latino. He can't speak English. Come on. And Charlotte goes on her date with her second guy. But uh uh-oh, Eric shows up while they're mid-kiss. What's Eric doing there? Well, he brought her suit for her sore throat, which is way too much for a first date. Yeah. Uh, Too bad for Charlotte. It was a sore throat of lies. Eric and Charlotte's new guy bro down over her double booking them and take off together. Things wrap up with Samantha giving the three-way offer a go. She swings by her neighbor's place in nothing but a coat and lingerie. But damn it, when they open the door, they end up not being the hotties that she'd hoped for. And she just asks them to please keep it down. I mean, you saw that storyline from a mile away, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all knew that they weren't going to be hot. Yeah. It almost is like that could have been that could have been a more of a surprise. Yeah, it, right. was, it was just kind of like... That could have been a twist there. Yeah, there was it was very linear. They should have been two, like, 20-year-old hotties. Yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been fun. Sorry, did I just no. fantasize? It would have been fun. Did I just leave the... I, no, I think that's a good point. So Miranda breaks up with Kevin after he makes partner but still can't make an effort to chill. She then ends up running into Skipper and chasing him down the street. The guy cannot take any more rejection, especially from Miranda, who's already rejected him once. And Carrie gives McFadden another shot with a movie date. But when he can't even ID whether or not they saw a comedy, she drops him too. And this brings us to the question of the episode. I wondered, were we all just victims of conditioned responses? doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? Were we all, in fact, just dating the same person over and over again? Jamie, what do you think? Um, I don't think I've dated the same person over and over again. Do you feel like you do that? I feel like all of every... Yes. You think you do? Yeah, in the sense that I think they may have been different, um, different heights, ages races jobs but i think um my relationship patterns i think i've dated uh avoidant unavailable men one after another for sure wow yeah yeah i mean not Mm. not who i'm dating now but for sure like almost all yeah i think that my yeah i don't know i feel like i i mean they definitely have things in common like i usually date people who are like smart and funny but for the most part yeah i don't know i feel like they're all they'll kind of have their own thing i mean i also have learned a lot from past relationships like i said i dated an alcoholic and that was a very clear like never again i can't be with someone who has like a vice problem i'm like the least vicey person unless you count coffee yeah no i was just like i just i have to align with someone in terms of their vices and the way they crutch on them yeah, I think I've dated really different kinds of people, like smart, funny, not that smart, not that funny, you know, creative. Mostly, I would say everyone I've dated has been creative. I've dated tons of people in visual arts, hmm. painters, curators, musicians. I've never writers. dated. I've never just dated a painter or yeah. like just a straight up artist. Yeah, I've dated a lot of people like hmm. that. I've dated introverts, extroverts. But I think even if they were nice guys and even if we had relationships, I think because of my own childhood patterns I've ended up with a lot of men that made me feel the way I did when I was like a child with my family which is like not getting enough of what I want so that's been a lot of my journey is to make sure that I um that that changes yeah you know you're doing good thanks I like I like had this conversation with Lee where I was like because he's been he was so busy he had this big thing going on and um he was unacceptably busy and you know for many weekends I would barely see him and we would get in fights and I would cry and be like you need to make more time for me mm-hmm. and I had my own revelation that it was like bringing up childhood feelings I was like I I told him I was like I literally feel like I'm a kid again like begging my dad to call me begging my dad to hang out with me begging him to give a shit about me and I was just like, I cannot do that in my romantic relationships. And I refuse to have this be a thing. And I think that was helpful to tell him that. 
Yeah. Well, so far it sounds like he responded very positively. He did. And I also think it's important to like, yeah, I think it's important to understand where things are coming from and also to make sure that you're not in relationships that are re-traumatizing you. Yeah. And as you get older, you become way less tolerant of those things in a good way. Yeah. You I start think in a to very healthy really way. kind of just like, yeah, chop out the people who uh, make you feel less than. Gal, Sex in the City is a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we're currently horny for. James, what are you horny for right now? I'm horny for the movie Hustlers. I know you did not like it. I didn't. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. And I did understand what you were saying about how there's so many montages. That is very true. <laughs> it is impossible to ignore. Um, and the storytelling is definitely a little off. But I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really great. I'm obsessed with Jennifer Lopez. I think she's, she's awesome. so wonderful. And yeah, just she's like great. a true dream to watch. The, and actor, the acting was fantastic fantastic yeah i really i really loved it and i thought it was um yeah i thought it was fun it, it it's not a it's, it's i wouldn't say it's a really it was not that compelling i don't know if it's not a compelling story or just the storytelling wasn't compelling but i just really enjoyed her and i was really like captivated the entire time i felt very like sucked into it well that's yeah, what i'm horny for yeah um what are you horny for what am i horny for um i am horny for this is boring, guys. Sorry, I didn't like come up with like a snazzy answer. Oh my god, Hustlers was so snazzy. <laughs> You've got a lot to live up to. Well, I make a lot of salads for lunch and dinner, and I'm really good at it. And I copy when I go to restaurants and like get something delicious. I try and recreate it at home. Mm. And we live in LA, so there's a lot of places to get really healthy, like bowls and salads yes. with a million great ingredients. Big bowl town. Yeah, and I realized the secret to like delicious salads with like lots of things in it is delicious sauerkraut. So I'm buying this like Kim, not even kimchi sauerkraut. It's just kind of like expensive hippie sauerkraut. And I like dump it in my uh, salads with like a million other things. Like I put in avocados, sprouts, uh, tomatoes, um, feta cheese, seeds. Ooh. And what kind of apples. seeds are we talking? Mm, sunflower seeds. Yeah. Nice. We have those the little tiny ones. Yep. Yeah. And then I just make a really great salad and uh, fermented food is really good for your gut. It's really um, healthy. It tastes great. So if you're looking up for a way to jazz up your salads, don't get like the Jewish Bubby's sauerkraut. Get Go to like the, the, the natural store and get it just tastes better. I don't know why. I don't think I've ever fucked with sauerkraut, but now I'm it thinking tastes, maybe I should. If you come over, I'll make you like a really okay. good salad. I don't I know why I'm salad afraid. Master. I'm afraid of sauerkraut. I've always been. I just don't like the look of it on hot dogs, so I've always kind of shied away. But I do like it's cabbage, right? It's heavily vinegared. It's like right. if you like pickles, you'll right. like it. Right. I don't love pickles, but you might not love it. I love maybe, sour I don't know, things. But I'm interested in sauerkraut in a salad capacity. That does intrigue me. It adds a lot of zhuzh. Also, um dill and parsley just chop it up throw yeah. it in a salad yeah there's also i made a great salad dressing which Ooh. is super simple and it's just olive oil a little bit of mustard um and a little bit of tahini and a lot of lemon juice sounds delicious and if you want you can always dump some nutritional yeast in there big fan of nutritional yeast and it's like the best salad dressing it's kind of like a vegan caesar it situation delicious yeah it's real good love yeah okay love you love you too okay bye thanks for listening to couldn't help a wonder follow us on twitter and instagram at chbw pod and follow my co-host rose cerno on insta and twitter at rose cerno and please follow my co-host jamie at really jamie lee on instagram and at the jamie lee on twitter and please rate review subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you're nasty, it helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. And mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.